Hello everyone, this is Levi Gelb from the Chassidish Parsha, and you're listening to the new podcast, Chassidus, which is an explanation in English of Sefer HaMaymarim Tafrish Samaches from the Rebbe Rashab, each episode containing an explanation of one page from that Sefer with the goal to finish the entire Sefer. And at the beginning of every episode, we'll also have a synopsis of the previous episode. You'll also notice in the description for that day's episode, there'll be a short synopsis in English, and also there'll be a link there to become a monthly supporter to make this show possible. Um, please tap the link in that description or visit anchor.fm slash to become a monthly supporter. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. We're on page Samech Bey, 62 on the bottom, starting a new Mimer today. Which was said on the Shabbos of the Parsha of Vayeshev in the year 5668. These are the children of Yaakov. Like explains in the Mepharshim, this is all of the different things that happened to the children of Yaakov until the, in the end they came to actually dwelling in, in living in Eretz Yisrael. And um, the first thing that happened and that with this whole all chain of events was uh, had to do with Yosef. That's why it says, was 17 years old. So Yosef was 17 years old and and he was um, he was um, taking care of uh, taking care of the sheep with his with his brothers, the children of Leah, and uh, and then it continues. The, the verse continues. Who nar, and he was he grew up with his bnei Bilha, as bnei Zilpa and shei aviv. He grew up with the children of Bilha and the children of Zilpa, the wives of his father. Um, so the rhymer skips out that part. of Yisrael, Yisrael. The next verse says that Yisrael. Um, loved Yosef Mikolban more than all of his, more than all of his children. <coughs> he loved Yosef more than all of his children, and what the reason why the verse says, Kibenz kunim huloi, because he was born to him. Uh, Yosef was born to Yaakov at the at his old age when he was already ninety one years old, and because of his great love for him, he made the Xenas Pasim, the nice jacket that he made for him. Um, so that's the that's the verse. Vihikshe may meidin rav rav meisha alshich the alshich on the farshim on the farshim the Tanakh asks about this verse. Achrei oimrei eila told Yisakiv. After it says these are the children of Yisakiv. Why does it only why does it only count Yosef? It should have really counted all of his children and start with the first of his children, Reuven. And Shimon and Levi, God, Mamash, Mamash, Yosef Hayaben Shvas Yishana. What is also what does it teach us that he was seventeen years old? It says the the verse uh, makes a point to state that he was seventeen years old. What does it matter the years of his life over here? Um, and the the simple meaning seems the implied meaning here of the verse. Is that being that he was seventeen years old, therefore he was the children of Yaakov, like the verse says. It says, "Ela tells Yaakov, Yosef ben Shvasi Shana." 
being that he was 17 years old, therefore he was considered the children of Yaakov. This has no understanding at all. The Al-Sheikh says, What connection is there between this and this? The fact that he was 17, therefore he was considered the children of Yaakov. Also, to understand what it says in Yisrael, loved Yisif, why is he called by the name Yisrael? Over here, specifically, the Tchil Amar told this Yankiv. First, it said in the verse, these are the children of Yaakov, and then all of a sudden it switches it, that Yisrael loved Yisif. And the reason, the al says, the implied reasoning for this is, like the verse continues, because he was born to, uh, to Yaakov at his old age. That's why um, he loved it. That's why he loved Yosef more. But we know that Binyamin was actually born at even a later age to Yaakov. So, and therefore he was he was younger than Yosef. Therefore, why was Yosef, who was actually older than Binyamin, why was he called the one that was born to Yaakov at his old age? Actually, Binyamin was born to Yaakov at an even older age. So, those are all the questions the Al-Sheikh asked. So, to understand all this, we first have to preface to get into the actual meat of the Maimur now. It's known that the names of Yaakov and Yisrael were the two names which our forefather was called, Yaakov is called. They actually refer to two different levels within all the Jewish souls, being that we're all descendants of Yaakov. Um, so, the fact that his, he was always called by two names, even after his name was officially changed to Yisrael, the, the Torah still calls him by these two names to show us that there are these two levels always exist within the Jewish souls. And they are the level of Ben, Evishan, a son, and an Evan, and a servant. The Yaakov, Yaakov the, the name Yaakov refers to the level of a servant. Yaakov, Abdi, like it says in the verse, Yaakov, my servant, it relates that the idea of servitude to Yaakov, the name Yaakov, Yisrael, Medregis, Ben. And Yisrael is the level of Ben. But of a son, Bani Bechiri Yisrael, like it says in the verse, my child, my firstborn Israel. So you see the name Yisrael related to the idea of Bani Bechiri, the son. So what is this idea, the whole idea of a, let's first understand the simple idea in physical sense of a servant, in order to understand how we are considered servants of Hashem. The simple idea of a servant down here in the physical world, who, it's the servant, the servitude, Serving to a master, that the servant fixes things for his master and and fulfills the master's needs. He completes his needs with things that the, which the master himself would not be able to do. And the servant um, fulfills and fills what the what the master is missing. But we know, it's self-understood that when we're speaking about, in the spiritual sense, to Hashem, our service of Hashem, it's not possible to say this type of service that we are, so to say, completing something that Hashem is missing. Is Hashem missing anything? Like it says in the Zer, you are the the completeness of everything. You're the most complete of all of everything. He doesn't require any uh, completeness from anybody else. Nobody else. He doesn't need anybody else to make him more complete. He is the ultimate state of completeness. Therefore, to understand how can we call our, the Jewish souls servants of Hashem? What is this idea of serving of a servant to our master Hashem? The explanation is 
So in order to understand this idea, we have to first preface another idea. Uh, in order to understand how we, so to say, are considered servants of Hashem, we can do something, we can complete some need that Hashem has that He can't do Himself. First of all, preface that, that which is known. It's known that the ultimate purpose of creation of all, of all the worlds is that Hashem should have a dwelling place in the lower realms, the lower world. When it says the lower realms, it doesn't mean in literal space. Because it says in the verse that the place is with me. And there is no. it's not relevant to talk about space when we're speaking about spiritual, we're speaking about Hashem, who is a spiritual totally above the physical entrapments and physical de- definitions of space. And the verse says, the space is with me. Space is, all of space is created by me. And like it says in the Medrash, He is the place of the world. The world is not his place. Meaning, he is not found within the world. Rather, the world is found within him. It's being created by him every moment and is totally nullified and voided and has no 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 um, significance at all before him, being that he creates it every moment. Uh, Ella, what does it mean then when we say, um, that he wants to dwell in a place in the lower realms. The intention is in the a level, the spiritual levels. And this lowly world, this physical world which we, which we live in, that is the lowest level of all the spiritual worlds, so that there's nothing lower than it, and that's why it's called the lowest realms. And that's where Hashem wants to have a dwelling place, in this physical world, which is so low. And what does it mean that Hashem wants a dwelling place in this world? What does it mean, dwelling place? What does that connote? That He wants a revelation of godliness down here. And that's the whole idea of a dira, of a place, a place where a person lives. He can totally be a lot more revealed in that place, more than he is in the outside, where he has to be more covered up by more garments. And whereas in his house, he can be more comfortable, both in physically, and he doesn't have to wear as many clothes covering him up, and also emotionally and mentally, just a lot, be able to be a lot more himself. So Hashem wants a dwelling place in this world, meaning He wants to be revealed. Uh, even though it says the whole earth is filled with His glory, that the godly energy and life force is drawn down um, to every every place of existence, even to our physical world. The whole earth is filled with Hashem's revelation. So how can you say that Hashem wants to be revealed in this world? He is revealed. His his presence is down. It is found everywhere. But the verse actually says a specific wording. It says the whole world, the world is filled with His glory. The the word is glory actually refers to the external ray, the ray of His glory, which only refers to the external ray, um, the contracted external ray of godliness. As it's um, which has no uh, relation to Hashem in His essence. So, glory always refers to the, the glory or the honor of a person is not the person himself. It's that which the other people give that person that his, his glory. And we know it says, And on that, the Targum Uncle says, um, When it says it was his kvoide, he translates it as the ray of his glory. So, he, he translates the glory uh, or his honor as a idea of an external ray. And that refers to only the external, more contracted level of godliness, which is no comparison to Hashem's essence. Also, like we say in the verse, in Tehillim, it says that His glory is, is on the 
earth and the heavens. And what does that refer to? Meaning not Hashem himself, not his essence. His essence is not found. And the, and the envy is not revealed in the earth and the, and the heavens and the earth. Rather, just a hoid, just his external glory, his external ray and contracted energy of godness. And that's what it says. That um, may your name be be praised forever, our our king. We say this praise in davening the Shtabach, Zeshu Malkenu, the fact that he is our king, the king of all the worlds, who that is just a name, like it says, Yishtabach Shimcho Malkenu. The fact that he's our king and the king of all the worlds is, is just relates to an external name of Hashem, which means relates to the external ray of God in Hashem in which is no which is not touch, which does not have anything to do with Hashem's essence at all, like the name of a person, which is really doesn't express his essence at all. It's just his external name, how other people call him, how other people are able to access him. And also we see the fact that people have the same name and their personalities are totally different, which shows you that the name does not relate to the essence of the person at all. So when we say that the fact that Hashem is king over all the worlds and creates all the worlds is just from Shimcha, from the external ray of godliness. Um, what's the idea of a dwelling place in the lower realms? Is so two points is that the essence of Hashem should be revealed and shine in a revealed way down in this lower world. So two points. First of all, that it should be a dwelling place in the sense where a person, like in the analogy, when a person is able to be in his house in a more revealed way, not have to cover up in so many garments. So two, Hashem wants to be revealed in this world, and also the a a dwelling place uh, implies that's where the person himself in his very essence is, is found. Where do you see? Where can you relate to the person how he truly is in his most comfortable state? He can be himself as when he's at his house. When he's outside, he has to put on sort of like a mask. So especially when he's involved in business, he can't be the same the same way as he is comfortable with his family. So when you say that Hashem wants a dira a dwelling place in this world, it means two points: that him in his essence, in his very essence, should be revealed. That's the second point: revealed down here in this lower world. I'll be your and to explain this matter more. Sometimes we find the concept of number uh, regarding the worlds, a specific number of worlds. Like it says in the verse, who brings out with a certain number his host, his heavenly host, meaning referring to all the the planets that Hashem creates them with a certain number. Another verse says he counts the number of the stars and the planets, which shows you that there is a specific number of a specific number of worlds um, and a, a limited number of worlds. And sometimes it says, is there a number to his legions, to his to his heavenly hosts, to his planets? And also it says, Alamis, which refers to in the simple sense of that verse, the maidens. There's no number to the maidens, which the Zoyar says, And the Zoyar says, don't read maidens, rather, the same letters, the world. There's no number to his world. Shows you that there is no number and limitation to the amount of worlds. Vigam. Um, we also have to understand how is it possible this idea of finite worlds which of each world is finite and how big it is and its capacity 
and its powers, each world is finite, but in this, but those finite worlds are infinite. There's an f- infinite number of those worlds. Let's understand how is that possible? You have a, a bringing together of two opposite concepts here, finite worlds, but in an infinite number. So the explanation is, because of their creation of the worlds, of these finite worlds from the level of Malchus, which is the lowest of the ten spheres, which, which really is um, the lowest, most contracted level of divine energy that can relate to these finite worlds. Like I just, like I just said, this is the, it relates to the external ray and just this external ray and reflection of God, of godliness. Which is the, which this malchus is the source and the root and the source of these finite worlds. On account of this external, uh, contracted, condensed level, which is just an external ray, the worlds are, are in the aspect of number and limitation because they're created from a limited level of godliness. As it's known, that the limitation and the differentiation of the worlds, the fact that the worlds are limited, each world is limited, and each and there's many different worlds separate from each other in different types of worlds, uh, that they should be, there should be a certain t- number of worlds, and the limit, each world limited in its own self, who comes from the supernal speech of the level of Malchus, as it's known that Malchus is related to Hashem's speech, like it says in Tukunizer, Malchus Peh, that Malchus is the mouth, and Dvar Melech Shultain, the king rules his nation through his speech, so speech and Malchus are synonymous, so the aspect which makes the limitation and the differentiation of worlds is the supernal speech of Malchus. Why? The Isi Sadibur, the Isi Sadibur, because the whole idea of letters of speech, they are essential, in their very essence, limited. Um, so therefore, since these letters of speech, the whole, the whole creation of these of worlds comes from Malchus, which is synonymous, so to say, with Hashem's speech, so what does Hashem's speech mean? We have to understand from the analogy of our speech. Just like our speech is made up of letters, and each letter is is limited, in its very essence limited. Um, therefore, it creates limited worlds. Um, from the many combinations of the letters of speech, uh, brings about a multitude of differentiation, in, in this physical analogy, different types of, of, of um, different types of words and sentences from the mixture and mixing up of the letters, and in the analog means that from the different uh, combinations of the different divine energies related to each each letter of speech creates a different types of creations, each one different in its own right. Like the Zoyar says on the verse in the Tehillim. Hashem is great and very praised in the city of our God. A Masai who God says, When is he considered great? When he is in the city of our God. What does that mean? What's the idea of a city in the spiritual sense? The ear who mekibutz ribibotim. A city is made up of a gathering of a lot of houses. And a house is made up of a gathering of a lot of stones to make one house. And what does that mean in the spiritual sense? In the spiritual sense, 
um, stones refer to letters. And just like the idea of the all these stones make up a house which a person can live in and which contains all the things of a person's life, so too all the um, all letters, when you combine the letters together to make words and sentences, that contains ideas within them. So that's the connection between letters and stones. And also another connection is stones, just like stones are the very lowest of all creation, the inanimate, so too letters are also inanimate. They have no meaning in and of themselves. And how do you know that? When you take the letters and you separate them from a word, then you don't mean, you don't get any content from that. Only when they come together and they can become a vessel, a channel to express an idea. Just so they really are the lowest level, letters are the lowest level, just like stones. So a when is Hashem great? When he's in the city of our God. So the city is from a lot of houses. Houses from a lot of stones. Stones in spirituality means letters. And the general city of our God, who refers to the the world of the supernal speech of Hashem. So that's the idea of the city of our God, because the city is made of many houses, which houses made of many stones. And we said that the stones are the many letters. So the city of Hashem is made up of many, 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 many different letters and combinations of the let- of those letters, which bring about different different uh, finite worlds. Each world being a f- um, finite in its own. Uh, capacity and different on a different level and from the many different combinations of the divine letters brings about a, a multitude of differentiation of different types of worlds that's what we say in the da, in, um, in the Tehillim how manifold are your works Hashem how many are your works meaning there's so many different types of creations bring, brought about by different letters of speech and combinations of letters which means the different Types of divine energy which is drawn down, and the that the creations of Hashem are so many, adding um, kates without any end, without any measurement at all. Nevertheless, even though that there is a uh, unlimited amount of worlds, uh, nevertheless, they are the worlds themselves are are limited in number, in their very essence, because they're created from this divine letters, the speech of Hashem, which is an external ray of godliness, which is a contracted, limited ray of godliness, therefore creates limited beings, limited worlds. Which comes from the letters of speech, the letters of Hashem's speech, which which refer to the external, contracted, um, divine ray of godliness, which is, that ray of godliness is limited in its very nature, therefore it creates limited worlds. And from the many different combinations of these of these um, rays of godliness to so the speech, the letters of Hashem, then it brings about an unlimited, a manifold amount, so many um, worlds, which each world is limited and different from the other world. Stop there on the bottom of page, Samech Gimel, last line. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the new podcast, Chassidus. This is Levi Gelb. And if anyone has any questions or any thoughts or feedback, please feel free to email me at rabbigelb at gmail.com. Also, please check out my website, chassidusonline.org, and sign up for our weekly email to receive a Mimer Mavur explanation on a Mimer from Teirer Lukute Teira almost every week. 
and there you'll also find a, an archive for all our other or older Maimarim that we've already explained on the weekly Parsha and on the Yom Tovim. And also you'll notice in the description for this week's episode and for every week's episode a little link to become a monthly supporter, a partner in this uh, for this podcast. Please consider doing that. It will help greatly to allow the episodes to continue and to make them better. And you can also dedicate an episode in honor of memory of something or of a simcha. And to do that, please email, email me at rabbigelb at gmail. And we can mention that at the beginning and at the end of every of that episode. Thank you very much.